0: Welcome to episode 40. Have you kind of given up on your journey to health and fitness? Maybe more than given up. Maybe you've surrendered to yourself or life circumstances or things that you believe are out of your control and you feel like you can't possibly make any more changes. Well, today's guest flipped the script on her health and fitness story at the age of 62 and went from being overweight to a stage bodybuilder which is super impressive. And she talks about how you can do the exact same thing too. So let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up my healthy friends? Welcome to another episode of the show. Really happy to have you here as always and I hope those of us here in Australia and particularly Melbourne are keeping warm because it's been really ridiculously cold lately. All right, to today's guest. So today's guest is an absolute veteran of the women's health world. Dr. Mimi Sikor is who we have here on the line today and she's a nurse practitioner, educator and author with 42 years experience as a family nurse practitioner and she specialized and focused in women's health and to add to that, She was inducted as a fellow into the very prestigious American Academy of Nursing, having been voted one of the top 10 nurse practitioners in America from her peers, which is just absolutely phenomenal. Not only that, when she turned 62, she became a bodybuilder, which is phenomenal, of course, and placed second in her fourth show, which is just super, super impressive. And she now helps women transition into being extremely fit athletes and achieve stage success, just like she did. And to boot, She's just released a new book, which is amazing. So what an absolute amazing resume. I'm super stoked to have you here, Dr. Secor. Welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you, Maddie. I'm excited to be with you and to talk about health and fitness together.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, what an amazing resume. You've done so many amazing things.
1: Well, you know, it's kind of funny. I've always been very active in my profession and committed to empowering patients and any time I learn something, I want to pass it on to my peers. I want to pass it on to my patients. I just see myself as a vehicle to transmit information and help support people in their, in their lives, in their health, in their, in their lives. So it's been a fantastic profession for me. I love public speaking because if I can impact one other healthcare professional, then they can impact patients and their communities. So it's a ripple effect.
0: Yeah that's great. You you do a lot of public speaking, right?
1: Almost every week somewhere in this country. Now I've got to break out and get down under and speak elsewhere in the world. So that's part of why I earned my doctoral degree to have that extra credibility.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. As we were just talking before the interview started, we would love to have you down here in Australia.
1: Fantastic. Well, I'll have to be do a little work on that, and I would love it.
0: Now, I think the most curious thing that I would love to learn from you about your journey is what was the catalyst that sort of made you or caused you to have such a radical change to go into bodybuilding at the age of 62?
1: Well, really, my awakening was when I went back to school at '59 to earn my doctoral degree, who does that? All my friends <laughs> were getting ready to retire, and so I decided, well, look, this is like the ultimate terminal degree I need to earn it." And within one semester, I was crashing and burning, out with stress. I was just out of my mind with stress. I wasn't sleeping. I was eating too many carbohydrates. I was so anxious. I couldn't even think. And my daughter called me out. She happened to be home at the time preparing for bodybuilding competitions. You know, it's hard to live your own life. So she'd come home and we'd grocery shop and help her with food prep. She called me out one day and said, mom, you're not even a healthy role model as a nurse. You're a hypocrite. She actually used some expletives in the process of (laughs) calling me. And you know what? It just hit me like a stake in my heart. For some reason, coming from my daughter, I realized I wasn't walking my talk. So she said, mom, I can help you. And I promptly said back to her, Maddie, I have no time. Check in with me in two years. Honestly, I got no time for this conversation. She said, mom, you can't, you can't go on like this. In two years, you'll gain 50 more pounds. You'll probably have a nervous breakdown. Just start doing a few things. I'm going to help you with just a few easy changes. I graduated with my doctoral degree at age 61, and I'd lost 30 pounds, 12 inches off my waist. So I had this big, huge thing that was sort of like an alien life form. I got rid of that. (laughs) She challenged me. She said, Mom, you're getting so healthy. Why don't you do a bodybuilding show too? And I said to her, you're crazy. (laughs) Yeah, just you're crazy. And then I started thinking to myself, well, gee, maybe I could actually do this unthinkable thing. And a year later, I stepped on stage and came in fifth in my very first show.
0: That's amazing. I, th- I think it's so interesting because at that age, so many people have long surrendered to their personality and, and, and they're just a the victim of their lives. And so to make that change at that age is super impressive.
1: It was it was really shocking. And what we realized working together, I was my daughter's first client as a health coach and a trainer and a bodybuilder. She said, Mom, if I can help you, I think I could help others like you. Why don't we team up together? And that's how we came to develop the Coach Cat and Dr. Mimi business, where we help other healthcare professionals, other women struggling with their health and their weight to change their lives.
0: There are so many I work in a hospital and there are so many health professionals that do not Walk their talk like most of them.
1: It's very sad. It, it you walk is. into any break room in any healthcare facility in the world, and you're probably going to see unhealthy habits, unhealthy food, people complaining. It's just not what we should be doing as healthcare professionals. We should be the beacon of hope. We should be the inspiration to our communities on how you can walk your talk and be healthy.
0: Absolutely, I think it's like the old adage that uh, sort of parents say to young children: "Do as I say, not as I do." And that's just an ineffective form of leadership.
1: Completely ineffective. And the other piece of what happens when you really practice good, healthy self-care is then you know how to help others. You know what's involved in changing your habits and changing your lives. There are certain uh, cornerstone habits, as uh, as Charles Duhigg talks about in his book about habits. And they have effects on everything else in your life, which is what I found. It's like, wow, where did I get the confidence? Where did I get this sense of pride in myself I never had in my life? I was felt insecure. It all kind of came to me in this process of changing my life. And that started with small, small habits that I began to consistently apply.
0: On that note of sort of those personality changes that come as a result or those feelings, why do you think most people fail to have that shift? Irrelevant of their age, why do you think people fail to have that shift into creating a healthy life for themselves or making change?
1: I really don't think they have the support that they need. I don't think you can do this alone. And that's why, again, we have this program, the six-month mentorship program online. Because people know, especially in my world, they kind of know what they should do. But they can't execute it. They can't bring it all together. The other pieces, we really work hard with our students, and I've worked really hard with myself, and I know my daughter does as well, to help our minds work on our behalf and not derail us. That takes a lot of self-analysis, a lot of self-commitment. Mindset is a half of my book. I wrote it initially, and then I rewrote it. I threw the whole thing out. And I started all over again, and I said, now, how are all the ways that people, uh, they use excuses not to change? And I was the queen of excuses. So that's a really important piece. And you've heard them all. I don't have time to change. I'm too old. I don't know where, what to do. I've tried every diet. You know, a confused mind does nothing.
0: Yeah, and no, I I've, I find the same thing. And I've, I think that's a big problem with the whole structure of Western medicine is that there is... N- Healthcare practitioners are not focused on psychology, and that's the thing that dictates behavior directly. Absolutely. That's the, that's the only variable that dictates behavior. and Absolutely. Yeah, so compliance is forever going to be terrible for anything, any diet, any bodybuilding comp, any you know, prescription drugs, everything, until you deal with psychology.
1: Right. So you're exactly correct. So our students, and I found this true for myself, you have to do the work, the mindset work either on the front end or the back end, you're not gonna lose weight and, and you're not gonna have any consistency in your life until you get your, understand your mind and get it to cooperate. And one of my favorite phrases is, it's as hard or as easy as your mind thinks it is. We can say, like people will say to me all the time, how can you eat the same thing all the time? For me, I just like to push the easy button. I have to have three servings of lean protein or five servings of lean protein in a day. I just kind of want to lay it all out, simple, easy solution, add some low glycemic vegetables, call it a day and not add a lot of spices. My spices are either lemon or lime. You know, I'm I'm, I'm just not into complicated because to execute this, these consistent changes in a really busy life, you really do probably have to keep it simple.
0: Interesting that we're talking about this today because yesterday I was in a workshop where we were talking about mindset for clients, irrelevant of the industry. And the thing that kept coming up was uh, what's called the conditions of success, and it's just optimizing every sort of environmental, behavioral sort of thing so that the conditions of of success are so optimized that you virtually can't fail.
1: Right, and that's what happens with consistent habits. They will carry you through a lot of situations where you may not think you can be consistent. They, it's like brushing your teeth. You add healthy habits, they become second nature. And Even in situations where you think you might get derailed, those healthy habits just kind of carry you through. So it's not always hard. It's not hard forever. It's hard initially, maybe, as long as our minds struggle. Generally with new habits or new changes, even mindset changes, it's a little tricky in the beginning. But again, we have to help our clients, our people that we work with, our patients, whatever you want to call them, understand it's not as hard as they think. They're like, how do you get so much discipline? Well, you know what? I don't have that much discipline. I just have healthy habits that just do their own thing. You know, I was going bicycling this morning. My friends were all in the car and I've got my chicken and broccoli to go, which is really not something you want to open in a vehicle. That was a mistake. So I ended up putting it all in a baggie and eating it as I was riding my bicycle because I nearly asphyxiated them in the car. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> you know, they were complaining they didn't have snacks. And I'm like, I got two protein bars and I have my chicken and broccoli. Uh, you know, it's simple. It was simple. It took me three minutes this morning to be prepared.
0: Yeah, that's it. Make it easy. Like, and I think another interesting thing is that a lot of people are inherently lazy. So if you make the laziest option healthy, And that's kind of conditions of success, right?
1: Exactly. People are just looking for the path of least resistance. When you even look at homeostasis, you know, patients, humans don't like to change and they tend to only change when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change because change is kind of stressful initially, especially since we think it's going to be so hard.
0: Until we get on the other side of it and then we're like, oh, that wasn't so bad.
1: Well, I hear it all the time with athletes that are doing keto in preparation for their competitions. They're, they're moaning and groaning online on Facebook and support groups. And I'm thinking to myself, that's how I live my life. <laughs> this is what I choose. I want to make healthy choices aligned with my goals. What's, what's such a struggle about that?
0: Yeah, totally. I did a, the, the episode I released last week actually was on the keto diet. Cool. Um, now, you have such an extensive background in women's health. So I'd love to chat about your your opinions in regards to why women have such massive battles with their health and particularly in the US and it's the same in Australia, but with their weight as well. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. all of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence eBook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below.
1: Well, again, I think it comes down to we're culturally surrounded by food. We Eat food, junk food generally, when we're sad, when we're glad, when we're with people, when we're alone, it ends up being just our coping skill, kind of like cigarette smokers cope with stress by smoking. We as a society, we cope with everything through food. So I always tell folks I'm working with, you got to develop some other ways of coping. For example, the flowers I showed you, I know we're only on audio, make me very happy Like maybe in the olden days, I wanted bagels and donuts, but now if I look at flowers, they just make me happy. And if I listen to classical music, or if I get to the ocean, or I just even listen to ocean music on YouTube, there are other ways I've learned to cope. And people need to do that again in order to be able to make changes over time.
0: And I think that's following the narrative that we sort of started with in regards to um, it being about psychology, people learning how to deal with their psychology.
1: Psychology. So when we behave in a certain way, it's related to a feeling that's related to a thought. So it's very important to drill down into our brains and analyze what's that thought that's driving my feeling that's causing me to grab for the potato chips or the ice cream or some other unhealthy choice. And how else can I deal with it?
0: So having worked with clients that are obviously struggling with that kind of thing, what is some advice, particularly for women, that you would impart to make some long-term sustainable change?
1: So I start out with just make some simple changes. A lot of women don't drink enough water. So that's a simple thing that they can change in their lives. If they brush their teeth, they can place a full glass of water next to their toothbrush and either drink it before or after they brush their teeth. That gets them started in a healthy way. Thinking about drinking water, sleeping. If they're not sleeping well enough, most people aren't. Worldwide, we're in a crisis with that. I teach them strategies for turning off all their electronics an hour in advance and setting an alarm to go to bed. You want eight hours of sleep, figure out when you have to wake up and set an alarm an hour before you want to be asleep and start calming down. Listen to... Relaxation apps, relaxing music, turn the screens off, all the screens, move the phone that you're going to recharge far away. iPad, same thing. And then, you know, some of these changes make a huge difference. Some people are exercising too much. Some people are not exercising enough. Generally, most people are too stressed. They must address the stress. I teach people if they can breathe, they can meditate. If you can just count your breaths, count, I usually start with just three counts on the count, on the inhalation, inhale, two, three, hold, two, three, exhale, two, three, start with that. Do it three times. That has lowered your cortisol, changed your process to just clear your thoughts because you can't think about other things while you're counting and then go from there. Right. If they can do that a few times during the day, people will say to me, I don't have time to meditate. I have no time to do this and that. Well, do you breathe? That means that you can meditate and maybe you start with three breaths.
0: That's really interesting. Those things you mentioned, cause they're a big part of how I start with my clients as well. And I take the same approach. If you can breathe and you've got five minutes, you can meditate. We start with five minutes. Like it's, that's
1: and, and, awesome, Maddie.
0: Yeah. Like that's, It's very similar. And as well with the sleep, like I I believe sleep to be the master health variable that everything sits upon. So that's so important. And I've actually had um, somebody that was preparing for a bodybuilding comp, uh, Danny Kennedy. He's a sort of famous personal trainer in Australia. And he said that once he went to America to do the show, he was relaxed, he didn't have to do work and he got lots of sleep and he added all this muscle before the show just from having lower stress and that 8 hours of sleep every single night. So it's 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 a massive variable.
1: It is, and I think that's why, you know, women particularly will say I'm plateauing, I can't lose weight. And when we look at those two pieces, their stress and their sleep, often what they're doing with their eating isn't so off, although with many women they're not eating enough calories, they're not eating the right macros, right? You know that, I know yeah. that. You know it's multifaceted, but we have to start where you're going to get the biggest bang. And so I also, when I work with students, I say, or with anybody, patients, the eating plan can be easy. We want you eating foods you like. We want you eating foods that are nutritious. We want you eating foods that are simple and easy to manage. They can pick it. It doesn't have to be miserable.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of people sort of you know, they associate the chicken and broccoli life with being fit and healthy, but there are such a plethora of different vegetables that you can include and different flavors that you can include into that super healthy diet.
1: Totally, completely. I'm always one that wants mo- perfect color balance in my meals. Like the pictures that I post on Facebook or Instagram, I always show like a perfect color combo because my eyes just like that and my, my brain likes that. So I don't know if you teach color. When you're yeah. you know, talking about eating, but if it's attractive, it's much more likely you're going to enjoy the food you're eating.
0: Oh, absolutely. I call it the rainbow method with my clients. And the, the goal Ooh, is I
1: like that. I'm stealing that.
0: Yeah, go for it. And, and the goal is that there's five colors, five colors on Beautiful. every plate, minimum. Beautiful. minimum.
1: We got to meet sometime because we're so on the same page with what oh, we believe and what we do.
0: Absolutely. We definitely need to. Um, So further on the stuff that you do with your clients um, and your daughter, can you tell us a bit more about what you do sort of with um, that business with Coach Cat and Dr. Mimi to get people off the ground? Like what kind of clients? It's kind of
1: like a perfect combo because she comes at our team as Coach Cat and Dr. Mimi with the expertise in the areas of exercise, nutrition. She's really good with mindset She does the weekly check-ins with our students, tweaking their exercise, tweaking their nutrition, often their sleep. I can bring tremendous expertise just from my experience as an older woman changing my life, because many of our students are older women that have struggled their entire lives, and also address a lot of the medical aspects that may be bothering them that they need to have addressed that Catherine doesn't have as much expertise with. And so it's really a winning combination. I also find a lot of our students through my speaking. You know, I used to have unhealthy attendees and students come to me and say, how did you do it? I don't think I can do what you did. And and I never had anything to offer. And now we have a program we can, you know, plug them into. And not everybody is appropriate. We always make sure we have a good match. We always want to believe we can help students. We don't want to just take anybody. So I'm sure you're the same way. So we have a vetting process, basically an application process that works really well.
0: Yeah, it's kind of similar for me. Like I pretty much won't work with people unless they're ready, willing and committed because otherwise it's a waste of everybody's time and money.
1: Yes, absolutely. They got to be able to get out of their own way. So I'm always asking, she's always asking on a scale of one to 10, how committed (laughs) are you to jumping in and making changes? And if they're a five, like, oh man, if they're an eight, you can always say, what do you need to get yourself to a 10? And what's your life going to be like if you don't make changes now? And for many of our students, they're looking at, you know, the looming concerns of chronic health problems, early death in their 50s, looking at retirement. And so there's a motivation that wasn't there when they were younger.
0: Yeah, right. Um, also, your book is, is, your book is sort of aimed at that same demographic, right? Can you tell us a bit about um, your book? It
1: can, at, it can be aimed at anyone who struggles with their health and their weight. So debut a new you, transforming your life at any age, can be impactful for any number of people in terms of their ages, but really speaks particularly to midlife women. But as you know, Maddie, a lot of women after they have babies gain weight and can't get that weight off, you know, change happens over time and it's not always positive. So because it breaks down eating and exercise and mindset and dealing with your environment how do you manipulate your environment work home friends triggers often people are triggers right they get us going in bad habit directions so all that has to be dealt with in order for us to be able to make long term sustainable changes
0: yeah absolutely it's it's such a multifaceted sort of problem
1: multifaceted we do so much just around psychology i think that's probably the primary area Um, where we're constantly interacting with our students. But along with that, as you know, you probably do the same thing. Analyzing the eating, analyzing the food plan. Is it working? We don't believe in cookie cutter plans. So everyone's different. And also even around exercise, how to tailor the exercise, change the exercise. So they're getting success from it and not burning out and noticing progress over time. And I don't have that expertise, but Catherine does. So it's a great combo.
0: Sounds like a great combo. That's great. And I guess for the listeners as well, I'll put the links to your website and whatnot in the show notes. But before we wrap up, where can listeners find you online?
1: So listeners can find us online at CoachCat, K-A-T and Dr. Mimi. That's super easy. Dot com. CoachCat and Dr. Mimi dot com. They can also download my app, which I'm very proud of. Uh, a new age app I did all by myself. That's and, great. Uh, yeah, they can text. You don't go to an app store. It's like you're texting a friend. You text the message, "Doctor Mimi," D R M I M I, all one word. Doesn't matter if you punctuate. Doesn't matter if it's case sensitive. And then the number is thirty six twenty six zero. So you send the message, "Doctor Mimi," to thirty six twenty six zero, and then that gives you access to my website, our website, my me- my social media, her social media. Folks can make a free 15-minute call with my daughter to explore their health and fitness goals and challenges. We call that a discovery call. You can read more about us. You can see some of my bodybuilding videos that I've made.
0: That sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, that's always fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, great. And I guess for the listeners too, if you've got any value from this episode, be sure to share it with a friend, take a screenshot tag both Dr. Mimi and myself. The links will be in the show notes. Share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook, wherever you prefer to hang out online. And so (laughs) the last question I have, I ask all my guests, what is one piece of health information that you wish everybody knew about?
1: Here's the piece I want everyone to know about, especially women. You can change your life at any point in your life. You don't have to throw in the towel. You can pursue your wildest dreams and goals at any point in your life. But you do need help and you do need accountability and just believe in yourself. Believe that it's never too late to change your life.
0: Belief and accountability. I could not agree more.
1: Maddie, it's so much fun to talk with another like-minded, totally committed uh, individual that's, you know, really doing very similar work, very important work. So it's been really fun talking to you.
0: Yeah, likewise. I'm, I'm so glad we managed to put this together. We've uh, tried a couple of times. <laughs> Woo! No, thank you so much for your time. And I really appreciate right, being on the show. You, thank you. No worries. We'll catch you later.
1: All right. Great talking to you.
0: You too. Bye. Bye